Hello everyone. We welcome you to Sexed Unfiltered, a podcast series launched in partnership with Putari Nepal and Stand We Speak in collaboration with Yunus and Youth. In our candid, interactive and game-based podcast, we will be discussing and reflecting upon the topics of love, relationship, sex and identity that are often soaked in shame and stigma all around the world. Hi everyone, I'm Aishwarya Rani Singh, currently working as Managing Director for Putari Nepal, a social enterprise working in Nepal. And I'm Priyal Agrawal, the founder of Sanvi Speak, a sex tech organization based in India. And we welcome you to the third episode of Sex Ed Unfiltered. How do you see me? We all are very familiar with the most popular saying, don't judge a book by its outer cover. The saying might have started to sound cliche perhaps due to its overuse but let's not all forget the depth the saying holds to what extent have we actually imbibed the teaching this saying provides are we way too conscious about how others see us and is our physical appearance the only thing that matters have we let others opinion influence our thinking about ourselves be it either positively or negatively Well we indeed have lots of questions we are trying to find answers to and we can't wait to invite our guests for today's episode to answer the questions surrounding body positivity today we are thrilled to be joined by Yashashwini and before we begin we would like our guest to introduce herself and since today's episode is on body positivity along with your introduction Yashashwini we would also appreciate if you could tell us if positivity was an object what would it be for you Thanks so much Aishwarya thanks Priyal so nice to be with you guys today and I'm really looking forward to all of these questions that we're going to be speaking about and such important conversation that we honestly don't have enough of um my name is Yashasvini Rajeshwar I run Oxohub uh, we are a development sector consultancy based out of India um I have a very close personal relationship with some of the questions that we're going to be speaking of today it's stuff that I've studied academically stuff I talk about a lot so I'm very very excited for the next hour or so um if positivity was an object what would it be I actually surprisingly thought of the answer to this in about 5 seconds I'm not the kind of person who usually does that I think about things too much arguably but i have like a a a, a stuffed toy um which is i think right now about 25 years old that has come with me from house to house and city to city and country to country of a raccoon and uh, for some reason that's the image that came to my head because a raccoon is not traditionally the most beautiful animal um it has what we will most describe as patches and dark circles and all of that um but it's been a great source of comfort for me over the last many years and so that would be my answer thank you so much and i'm already looking forward to this uh, episode of today's it's great to have you here and there's so many topics that we want to discuss with you yashashwini and we can't to get it started so shall we are you excited I'm very excited and a little nervous. I think between the two of you I I suspect you'll have some tricky questions up your sleeve. You don't have to be nervous, be assured of that. Uh so I'm, let's get started. I can't wait to like listen to all your answers. Perfect. So we would be playing 3 to 4 different games today and we will explain the rules of each one of them as we move along. If you have any questions, please let us know. So are you ready? Yes, let's do this. 
So the first game is called Have You Ever? In this game, I will ask a question and you have to simply respond with a yes or a no. But it would also be interesting to hear your personal experiences related to it. So don't hesitate to share them with our listeners. So the Sounds first question good. is, have you ever abused yourself physically or emotionally for not having a certain body type? Unfortunately, many times over, yes. I am a very tall um, person for at least for Indian standards, probably otherwise as well. I'm a little over five foot seven. And growing up, that was awkward. I have been five foot seven since I was 14, 15 years old. Um, And so, yeah, um, it's much better now because the, I mean, particularly the boys around me have grown. So I'm no longer the absolute tallest in every room that I walk into. But uh, when you're in high school, it's hard enough without being literally a head and shoulders above everyone else. So that um, was awkward and led to some self-esteem issues and, and body positivity issues for sure. Yeah. So did that, like, did you become conscious of your own thoughts or did people surrounding you made you conscious about it? Um, I, I think looking back, it's really difficult to kind of identify which one led to the other. Um, I know Priya, you're from India and Ashwarya and Nepal, so not too far away. These are very, very, very deeply patriarchal cultures. And I remember as early as when I was 11, 12, when I was hitting my growth spurts and people realized that I was going to be tall. I come from a very tall family. Believe it or not, I have a younger brother between my parents, my brother and I, I'm actually the shortest. Um, So given my family, it's not surprising (laughs) that I'm five foot seven. My brother is six foot five. Um, It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Uh, He can't buy shoes anywhere in this country. Um, but uh, I think I was 12 or 13 the first time someone told me, if you don't stop growing quickly, you never get married. Um, and it's such a strange thing to look back and think about. But I think at that age, you don't have the vocabulary about body positivity. You don't have the thought process around it. It's just a very confusing thing to be told that of all of the reasons why you should stop growing, if any could ever exist, it needs to be because... There is some logic that says that A, you need to get married. B, you need to get married to a man. C, you need to get married to a man who is X amount of inches old, like taller than you. Um, So it was very, yeah, it was strange. It's also strange that we have stopped questioning these notions and we just accepted the way it is. It's true. For the longest time, I was convinced that I would only ever get married to someone who was six foot or taller than that. I was just like, no, how can I do anything differently? I'm 5'7". That's not allowed. And I mean, my current partner is not six foot. So evidently things changed with time. <laughs> That's really yes. good to hear. Uh, yes, Ashwini, just a question because I'm so interested to know this. So over the time, like, did you date men who were like taller than you or you are okay with them being shorter than you? Um, I did consciously make my dating decisions on height, to be fair. I have not dated anyone shorter than me so far. I've dated people who are my height-ish. Um, I have, however, dated people who were built smaller than me, um, which is another patriarchal notion that the man needs to be bigger um, by whatever mm-hmm. measure. When, when you stand next to each other, you need to look a certain mm-hmm. way. Um, and that's another thing that was pointed out to me 
multiple times over <laughs> but uh, yeah the many 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 stories along the years okay so moving on the next question is have you ever starved or overfed yourself to look a certain way i don't think i've gone as far as um starving um no i have been unnecessarily conscious to the extent that i think i still have a very fraught relationship with food um i i'm not sure how much i like truly enjoy it because there's always a voice at the back of my head being like are you sure shouldn't you be more careful are you sure um but i, I haven't starved i have dieted um i mm-hmm. once was um i think it's also ties in very strongly with authority voices so what people that you trust or believe in or look up to or even people in positions of power dietitians uh, physiotherapists doctors what they say so i was um for 3 4 months of my life put on a really 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 restrictive rigorous diet where i was basically without exaggeration eating one cucumber and an egg for lunch every single day oh for my months. god i can um, never imagine doing that yeah. <laughs> and i mean looking back i should have known that a that was unsustainable and b it's basically cucumber is like flavored water what am i getting out of it exactly. <laughs> um, yeah but it happened it happened for four full months before i gave up <laughs> okay moving on have you ever been bullied for your looks Yes um gosh these are really depressing questions um <laughs> but uh, yeah high school was miserable um i think it goes both ways this this internalization i think boys at that age are also dealing with a lot of societal pressure to be taller have facial hair have their voice break be masculine and strong and aggressive um and back when i was in grade 11 12 the boys around me were not quite hitting all of those marks and they needed to take out a lot of that um that anger and i guess that just confusion somewhere and yeah that that was a couple of years having said that i do think it's only fair that i also give a shout out to the people that i spent 5 years of my life with in college we were all hostelites we lived on campus and uh, I think that was the first time in my life that I I truly came to recognize body positivity in a lived sense not in a theoretical vocabulary you know this is also there kind of sense but it could apply to me in my life um I think it's also the other thing that I quickly like to mention is that it's important that all of us recognize bullying when it happens within households as well um especially when we come from cultures that tell us not to wash our dirty linen in public and you know whatever happens in the house is private and people are always looking out for you and all of that um sometimes our our earliest instances of internalizing a lot of this baggage comes from people closest to home so what do you think can be done in those situations i think a little bit of it is already being done to the extent that i think our generation is the first generation at least in india that i know of that is having such open conversations about these things and those of my friends who have decided to become parents are being a lot more intentional about parenting than i think the generation before us was um and that's a start i think 
the first step is to work through our own baggage so that it doesn't get transferred into intergenerational trauma um and my another thing that i'm very passionate about is the the power of language um and the kind of vocabulary we use and what it conveys um whether we mean it or not is one thing but words have meaning and that's something that i think all of us should be aware of that is that is really insightful so thank you for that um have you ever avoided going to a public place or social gathering because you were less confident about how you looked yes and no i have been conscious i have contemplated avoiding places um i come from a very lucky educational background where a large part of my schooling was in a very liberal very vulnerable very open inviting school so i was lucky enough to be exposed to a lot of these conversations very early on um and so i think i built that muscle um to question myself and be like why do you not want to go into that room is it because of you know you're scared of the people you you don't like how you look you're uncomfortable in the clothes like what is it and i think i have been okay with being uncomfortable in some some of these moments and over the years it's become slightly less uncomfortable <laughs> yeah and like you mentioned i think the internal dialogue the kind of conversations we have with ourselves is really important yeah. to you know gain the confidence that we need in our lives yeah for sure sure okay so the next question that i have is have you ever gone for any aesthetic surgery or treatment no in fact i have consciously avoided getting my eyebrows done in the last many many years despite the fact that every beauty parlor auntie in india will tell you don't you want to do justice and just out of stubbornness i've refused so <laughs> the rebellious in you Yeah just because you asked I will not do it. <laughs> yeah. So I think this goes without saying that if you had a chance you would still not opt for it. Yes. Great. Uh the last question that I have is have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and felt you were not good enough? Multiple times over. <laughs> um multiple times over. I think as far as just um physical appearance goes um i know i've spoken a fair bit in the last few minutes about you know earlier on in adolescence um over the last 2 3 years i've battled various health issues which have caused a significant amount of weight gain it's um it's a struggle that i fight every day even today i cannot honestly tell you that i wake up and look at me in the mirror and like what i see um but thankfully i have people around me folks like you guys who are having conversations like this which act as very important reminders that it's okay it's battle scars it it will come and it will go thank you so much yashashwini i mean i know the questions have been really tough for you to answer and you've spoken about it so openly there were so many points that i could really relate to you about and i just like made me think you know again the same thing no matter where we are there's so many things that we as a women can relate to Yeah. So I'm just excited to start the next uh, next round, which is called the Mythbuster. So in mm-hmm. this uh, round, we will give you, I will give you a sentence that we most commonly hear, and you have to share your opinion with regards to it, whether you believe it's true or not. Is that okay? Sounds good. Okay. 
So my first statement would be, having a perfect body is the only way to attract men. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm not fully sure what a perfect body is to begin with. Um, I think I was told very early on in my life that I need a specific kind of body to attract men. Um, and it took me a few years to realize the, the faults in that argument. Um, I think my life has very graciously taught me how untrue that is. Um, I have anything but a perfect body, but I think it's seen me through a lot. Um, I think that's one of those things that we tell young girls so early on that it becomes the only truth we know. And it takes so much effort for us to question that and break through that. Our bodies get us through 20 hours in a day, 18 hours in a day. Today, they're getting us through wave after wave of this supposedly never-ending pandemic. Um, if that isn't a sign of perfection, I'm not sure what is. I mean, I agree to you so much, you know, especially the point when we enforce a certain idea onto children at a very young age. And yeah. they consider to start beginning it as a reality. And also the point that we have become less grateful towards what we have in a hope to yeah. get something that is shown and portrayed as perfection through media Absolutely. and other channels. I mean, thank you so much for that answer. Uh, my second statement would be, commenting on somebody's weight when you meet them is normal. I mean, do I agree with it is one thing, but yeah, especially I think from the cultures that we come from, it's absolutely normal. Um, it is normalized. It is even, it, it's that particular brand of supposed humor that they, you know, that, I feel like everybody will know that tone that I'm talking about, that, that one auntie, uncle ka tone where they're just like, oh, we've seen you after a long time and you know, you know that the next sentence is either about weight loss or weight gain or, or hair loss. I can loss so or relate to this. Right? Like, <laughs> even, even I can so relate to it like so much. Like you can just see it. You can see the train approaching, but you can't move out of the way. <laughs> but uh, I, I know that I have I've read multiple conversations about how people are pushing back and, and explicitly expressing how much they do not appreciate that conversation. If I were being completely honest, I, I don't do that. I grin and bear it and try to change the subject largely because that kind of confrontation, especially with people who are most likely related to you or know you for a very long time is, is, is a lot. And I, very rarely have the energy that that requires. So, yeah, is it normal? Hundred percent? Should it be normal? Oh God, no. Yeah, I so agree to you. You, I mean, I have commented on people's look when I met them, but you know, especially the ones who actually do it. Like, how do I look? Or they've gone to gym, they've worked out, and they, they yeah. want to hear that comments. You know, but then I also agree to you. I don't notice people's weight when I meet them, and maybe I'm so busy that I don't remember how they look or yeah. to be able to compare. Like I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening in the world. Nobody's keeping exactly. track of how much everyone else wins. I agree. But it's surprising to know that people actually do, you know. Uh, you, you meet them after years and years, but they would still remember how you looked earlier. So, yeah. Thank you so much for the answers, Yashishwini. And for the next round, I'll pass it on to Priyal now. Okay, so this game is called Agree or Disagree. And here we will give you a few sentences and you have to state whether you agree with it or not and why. Okay. So, shall we begin? 
Go for it. The first one is I feel hesitant to share my body weight with other people. Three hundred percent agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I was recently telling a very close friend of mine that I have not been more glad of Zoom calls in the last two years, just because people don't have an actual conception of what I look like, um, and it's mm-hmm. a, it's a really easy way to hide behind um, difficult conversations with yourself. Um, forget sharing with other people how much I weigh. I barely work up the guts to step on a scale to find out for myself how much I weigh. So yeah, I mean, if there's anything on like whatever the maximum number on your scale is, very very much I so relate to that because even I avoided yeah. checking my weight for so many years. Yeah, Same you know, I think as I mean, I'm comfortable sharing, telling my age. Ask me, I will tell you right instantly. Correct. When it comes to my weight, I'm like um. No, Can we not? Like, yeah, <laughs> just let's not. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The next is, I feel people might have liked me more had I looked differently. I am very, very grateful for everyone who's in my life who has taught me to disagree with this. I think if you had asked me a decade ago, I might have agreed with you. Um, but I've met wonderful people along the way and I am very, very... I am... Very proud and very grateful for my inner circle that I've built in the last 10 years. And because of them, I disagree. Would you like to give them a shout out here? <laughs> they know exactly who they are. And if I start naming names, <laughs> I'll start crying. So we will let it go. <laughs> <laughs> that was a trick question. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I have judged people on the basis of the clothes they were wearing. Yeah, um, I think... Honest truth, I think we all have. Um, I think it's it's one of those things that is almost reflexive. And the only thing that I've been able to do in the process is catch that reflex and make sure that my behaviors, my opinions, my, my, my actions are not influenced by that knee-jerk judgment. Um, I think, especially if you're in, you know, physical events and physical spaces, it's that much easier to kind of correlate with whether someone, you know, um, fits into the environment, whether they, you know, whatever. Um, But um, I try to be as vigilant as I can to make sure that doesn't seep into any kind of judgment or preconceived notion of this is the kind of person they would be. Okay. I think uh, the fact that you pointed out that we all do it and subconsciously, subconsciously, like we all have it, but just to be able to judge that thought and to change that is really important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so the next one is, I have modified my body in my pictures before posting them on social media. <laughs> I'm not a big social media person. So it's, it's um, I don't often post. And when I do post, it's not too often off me. Um, and so, mm-hmm. so far, I can very proudly say I have not used a filter in my life. Wow, that's that's very <laughs> rare. Yeah, it could just be laziness in all honesty, but well, it works. <laughs> okay. So the next one is I wear clothes based more on how I think they make me they make my body appear rather than for comfort. Yes and no, I think somewhere in between. I think it's It's something that I've been thinking recently a lot of because my personal (laughs) sense of style, I, if I were being honest, I think it is somewhere influenced by 
many years of conditioning of for your body type this is the kind of clothes that will suit um and so i haven't truly like hugely experimented with my sense of fashion or my clothing or things like that i've always played it safe so um i'm very much like the ethnic girl i'm the salwar kurta dupatta saadi girl um mm-hmm. which has become like my image everybody knows that even if you're going to go and get a couple of drinks after work ashwini has no problems being in a saree at the bar you know um mm-hmm. that's kind of my thing um whether i do that out of a choice or internalized or because you know i'm tall i am much like many women in the subcontinent you know heavy waisted and so people are like you know oh this is this suits you you can carry it off um i don't know which fed into what um but i've i've never i've never been rebellious about my clothing so i don't know <laughs> i like this i like the part sari in sari at the bar that was amazing like kudos to kudos to you thank you <laughs> so the last statement that i have for this game is i can think of many people with whom i would literally trade bodies if possible again 10 years ago i would have agreed or even 5 years ago i might have agreed today i would hesitate i don't think i would agree i might think about agreeing but i wouldn't um i'm very proud of how far i've come and i i think it's only in the last 2 3 years that i've recognized how much of that is because my body cooperated for as long as it did um i was not this especially through my early 20s and all i wasn't this girl who was conscious and nurturing and exercising well and eating well none of that i was barely sleeping i was eating all the junk in the world i was really not looking after myself and i still managed to gather some amazing memories and meet some amazing people and do some amazing work and i doubt i could have done that if my body started acting up so no i'm, I'm good Yeah so you know how people say that you know don't work out because you hate your body but work out because you love your body yeah i wouldn't go quite that far you know honestly <laughs> but i'm getting there <laughs> yeah but thank you so much yashashwini i mean you know we are towards the last round of the question and answer i mean the game round but i loved your answer so much and i don't want you to go and i just want to continue this game but then you know we all have to fit in the time i'll talk window. to you any time sure yeah <laughs> that would be that would be great and with that i have come to the last game for today which is called complete the sentence mm-hmm. and here i will give you a few initial words of the sentence and you just have to complete it so are you ready sure okay for me perfect body type is healthy the attributes of a sexy person for me would be mind I find it attractive when someone respects me. I feel confident when I respect myself. I feel insecure when I feel like I haven't given it everything I have. Amazing. So we are towards the end of this podcast and we will end it with this one question. If you had one advice for your younger self, what would it be? To love myself a little bit more, I think. I think I spent my teenage being all too worried about how i was perceived and what people were saying and thinking and watching and what language they were using another thing about me that um i'm actually surprised i didn't bring up before this in this conversation is everyone must have noticed since it's a podcast that i have a relatively bass voice um 
and so it's not uncommon for credit card salesmen to call and say hello sir even to this day and it used to really get me flustered when i was 15 16 17 um but uh, it's something that i've really come to love about myself um i am very proud of how well it carries and how much i mean my entire career today is based on my ability to speak and ask questions and and work with it um and so if only whatever 15 18 year old ashwini could hang in there to just wait and watch how far this body is going to take her and be kinder and more loving that would have saved her a lot of heartache i think um thank you so much for sharing that i'm pretty much sure you know it would it had been a tough younger days but i just want to tell you and not because i want to make you feel good or anything but i genuinely respect you as a person and after hearing today's answers even more and we could not have had a better person for this podcast to speak about the topics that we so wanted to come across to our audience so thank you so much ashwini i totally you, agree yeah. with you ashwini totally agree with you on that thank you both so much these questions were pretty amazing i i imagine a fair bit of work went into them they were thoughtful and sensitive and vulnerable and i am very 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 grateful that i was able to chat with you guys Thank you. With, Thank you so much, Yash. Yeah, and this uh, with this we have come to an end of our podcast. Thank you again, Yashashwini, for giving us a valuable time and also for participating so actively in the podcast. We loved the answers and the answers that you gave us about body positivity. You know, by sharing your experiences with regards to your society and culture was definitely insightful. Thank you so much again. Thank you both for having me. and i would also like to add that you know thank you for being so open and honest and sharing your personal experiences because i know it takes a lot of guts to even speak about it and the way you were so comfortable even to discuss that and share that with our listeners it's like amazing no worries i think safe spaces are important and you guys did a great great job of creating one and all of us can afford to be a little more vulnerable i think it makes the world a better place you've reached the end of today's episode of sex ed unfiltered you can subscribe rate and review our podcast on spotify apple podcast and google podcast for more updates follow putali nepal and sandy speak on instagram and youtube until next time thank you for listening